been one of the wildest weeks in baseball I can imagine. And we're going to talk about it all in this week's StuPod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swick. Chris, I, I mean, starting with, with Jose Fernandez's death, which was tragic and, and just a shock to the playoff races getting really heated up. Tim Tebow hit a home run in his first major league, not major league bat, first professional at bat. It's been quite a week in baseball, man. Yeah, it's... I, I feel like we've been taken through the a wide range of emotions all week, and um, it just it it seems like it's been nonstop yeah. as well. So, kind of kind of hoping that things slow down a little bit the next couple of days before we have to gear up for the playoffs, because uh, I think we could all use kind of a at least a five hour break, you know. Well, for the next uh, I don't know thirty forty five minutes or so, you can you can enjoy this podcast. I'm pleased to say we have a great guest joining us, uh, Hall of Famer, legend, uh, one of the better broadcaster guys, I think, doing it today. Pedro Martinez is joining us, and uh, he has some, some great things to say because he you know, not only knows a lot about baseball and pitching, but uh, you know, had a pretty close relationship with Jose Fernandez, so he's going to talk to us about some of that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about New Drummond, and then Chris and I will talk some more about Jose Fernandez and other things. So that's what we got coming up show. Um, I I think we should just get right to Pedro because I think it was it was a great interview. He said a lot of we good have stuff, to. and, and let's yeah. just uh, let's just get to that. This is the Stew Pod on Yahoo Sports. I'm pulling my way Welcome back to the Stew Pod, everybody. Mike Oz and Chris Flick here with you on Yahoo Sports, and uh, we are. Pleasure, pleasure today to be joined by one of baseball's true uh, true legends, Pedro Martinez, who is an analyst on MLB Network's uh, MLB Tonight, and he's going to be a TBS studio analyst again this year for the playoffs, and uh, I guess one more plug before we get to Pedro. The postseason starts next Tuesday, October 4th, and MLB Network has two exclusive NLDS games, so watch for those. Pedro, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. Thanks to God. Everything is fine. A little sad over the passing of Jose Fernandez, that everything else is, is fine. Yeah, we definitely want to talk to you some about that and some of the other postseason storylines, but uh, let's start with Jose. Uh, I feel like, for me, this is probably going to be one of those moments where I, I remember exactly where I was when I, when I heard the news. Um, where were you when you heard the news? What were you doing? Well, I had just gotten to Atlanta uh, the night before. And as soon as I woke up, I, I, I was greeted by uh, my friend Gary Sheffield and Michael Lee. Uh, and he goes, you heard about the news? What news? Jose Fernandez. And, and he told me he died in a boat accident. And I was like devastated because that is something that he was looking forward to doing with me. I'm a big time fisherman and, and uh, I love my boat. I love being out there. Uh, the incident happened in the backyard of my, my apartment where I live in Miami Beach. And I'm almost daily across that same area where he was and where he fatally killed himself. Uh, extremely sad because so many things he shared with me about 
wanting to learn from me and wanting to go fishing. Uh, I was his, one of his idols, you know, when he was growing up and watching me in baseball. It was extremely sad to see that this happened to him because it, in, in, in a short period of time, it was someone so easy to embrace and so easy to love that it's devastating. And, and also knowing that he's only 24 uh, and so good, you know, so, so talented. It's really devastating, not only for me, for his family, for Latin America, uh, but also for baseball. Uh you know, Pedro, it sounds like you had a bit of a personal relationship with him. You'd mentioned you guys talked about fishing, about baseball. Um, you know, how, how well did you know him, or, or I guess how much did you interact with him? Well, given the circumstances, I, I, I'm glad I didn't get to love him even more. Even though I feel like I lost a family member, I feel like I lost someone so close. And, and like I said, in a small, you know, in a small amount of time, I got to know a lot of him. I don't think you need to really hear him talk. If you just see him compete and see him smile, he he was someone unique in a way. Uh, I've never seen someone embrace the game and compete at the same time with so much grace and 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 glare. You know, it was it was. It was so unique, everything about him, that, that it wasn't difficult for you to embrace him and uh, feel like you really, really know him for a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm no exception to that. I know this is a question we'll be thinking about for a long time, but how good do you think he could have been? Yeah, he had no ceiling. Uh, I know that Harvey and Strasburg, uh, DeGrom and those guys were, are, are really special, you know, group of pitchers. But my favorite was uh, Fernandez, without a doubt. Uh, when you watch, you know, the way he moved the ball around the plate, how much movement he had to either side, how much break on the breaking balls, the power on his fastball, his body frame, the way he used his legs, everything was just outstanding. And uh, he was only 24. Imagine when he... If he was to get to to the peak of his, you know, knowledge and and uh, abilities and and uh, mechanics and everything else that you that you want to put together, along with that big smile and, and grace that he had to play the game, I I don't I think he probably could have ended up as probably the best in the game, or if not, right near there. Uh, it's definitely been the the biggest story of the week for sure and um, it, it's definitely disappointing that we'll ne- we won't be able to see Fernandez pitch again. Um, with that said, it's hard to, to kind of think about baseball but we do have the playoffs coming up and uh, Pedro, I think a good place to start with you would be uh, just the Boston Red Sox, your, your former club. Uh, they just clinched a, a playoff spot and David Ortiz has been kind of the big story there in his final season. Uh, how incredible has his performance been to you just, you know, th- based on how well you know him? And did, did, should we have expected anything else from Big Poppy this season? Well, I'm not surprised because uh, he actually trained to do that. And, and, and 
he he was really focused on on doing that and uh, I I saw him trained uh he, this is exactly the way he wanted to go in a high note uh I'm not surprised because I I've seen David through the years do it over and over and over and uh you know for him to once again do it and do it in a big way it seems like destiny is following David everywhere he goes and and uh you know the the aura for the great moment seemed to be right behind him all the time uh when you look at the entire roster do you feel like the Red Sox definitely have enough to to win the World Series this season Of course the Red Sox are one of the most dangerous team out there because what concerned me a little bit earlier was the pitching. And uh, so far, it seems like they figured it out. And uh, I, I, right now, everything is just clicking for them. The last two games against the Yankees, well, you, you didn't see like the same energy, but they knew that they were going to make it somehow and that they had the Eastern Division. But uh, when it comes to the playoffs, starting from David uh, to the next guy to the next, you know, guy, they're going to be uh, totally focused. And uh, and also, uh, I believe that they are capable of beating anybody in the big league. And uh, I know that there are some outstanding teams out there, but the Red Sox can actually battle anybody. All right, Pedro, i got a two-parter for you. Which team do you think in the postseason will surprise us, and which team do you think will disappoint us? One team that... that who really surprised us might be Cleveland, but given the fact that they have so many problems in the starting rotation, yeah, starting to really uh, have a, you know a doubt. But uh, team that are really scary, uh, if making it, uh, could probably be Detroit. One team if they make it. Uh, Texas is another team that I think is loaded to, to win the World Series. Who, who do you think would disappoint us? Who potentially out there could be a bust? That's going to probably fall down. It could be one of the Baltimore or, or Toronto. It depends on who makes it. Uh, I think another team uh, you know, that, that could probably be this, a disappointment would be uh, the Red Sox, if they don't win, because they seem to have everything they need. Uh, you know, one team we haven't mentioned yet is the Cubs. They've been the best team in baseball all season. Um, how, what would you do to beat them? How would you beat the Cubs? Well, you just have to uh, stay away from the crooked numbers uh, and try to keep the, you know, the, the, the front part of the lineup away from the bases uh, because those guys feed off you know, the, the little guys, when those guys get on, they, they, they seem to just uh, minimize the strike zone, and, and, and they're pretty good at doing that. Even though they're really young, they know exactly what to do, and they got enough pitching to get by anybody as well. Uh, so, Pedro, we know you're doing the broadcasting thing de- these days. You're clearly very knowledgeable about pitching. Uh, is anyone trying to get you to, to come over to the coaching side and, and give some advice to these young pitchers these days, or are you firmly in the broadcasting lane these days? Uh, I think I pay my dues in the field. Uh, I, I don't think I have in me 
you know, the the will to to go for 162 and having to be there earlier, even than the players. Uh, I don't think it's in me to live the lifestyle, the lifestyle that that the players lead, or the coaches. Uh, I I actually left because I wanted to be at home with my family. And that's, uh, that's not something I'm willing to negotiate. Uh, I think that, you know, just being partially in, in, on, on, on the broadcast booth is, gives me an opportunity to come down to the field, gives me an opportunity to be involved in baseball, continue to think like a pitcher, continue to think about the little things that happen in baseball, but uh, definitely coaching is, is not in my sight. <laughs> hey man, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with wanting to have a more relaxed life, Pedro. We'll not, we'll not, we will not judge you for that. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and remind everybody that uh, you can find Pedro on MLB Networks, MLB Tonight, and on TBS this postseason. Uh, thank you, postseason. Uh, thank you, Pedro, for spending a few minutes. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm pulling my way. Well, we're following up one legend with another. From Pedro Martinez to my man, Bad News Ramen, for an all-new installment of Three Strikes. He is like the Daz to my corrupt. That's okay. that's what I'm saying this week. Let's let's play house, right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, for, first of all, like, I mean, seriously, like, now I'm I'm many things, right? But in no way am I a legend compared to Pedro Martinez. I mean, give me a break, dude. How, how'd you pull that off, Dean? You are you are you're a legend to me. Uh, yeah, I'm a legend in my own mind. You know. That, 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 was a, that was a Chuck D lyric, you know? So one of these days we're going to do a Flavor Flav, but, you know, you're the Flavor Flav to my Chuck D. Neither of us wants to be Flavor Flav. No. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe if he, you know, if Bridget Nielsen was like 20 years younger when they got together, then maybe there's a slight chance, but no, not going to happen. Um, let's, let's get right into it, man. Let's, yeah, let's get right one. into it. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's been, it's been a while since, you know, it's, it's like Sunday that uh, Jose Fernandez uh, passed away. And, uh, you know, granted it's a stomach punch and, uh, just, you know, what I'm, you know, I could say what I want to say, but it's going to be what everybody else says. So I really don't want to do that. I mean, uh, I felt you guys at Yahoo sports did a really good job of, of telling the story. There's two really good stories. One was by, uh, uh, Jeff. And then, uh, there's another really good story too. But, um, you know, the one thing I, a couple things I want to say about, uh, about this guy, which is funny, um, you had Jose Fernandez in your fantasy league and he was kind of like a, a throw in player because you're trying to win the championship and stuff. So I gave you like this really good deal. I'm like, Oh, Hey, yeah. throw, throw me Jose Fernandez. And uh, you're like, okay, sure. And the guy just <laughs> proceeded to be like one of the best pitchers that year. Yeah. Uh, so that got me to watching the guy. Um, and I will say one thing about Jose Fernandez. Like if, if you ever saw this guy pitched, he attacked that strike zone like crazy. And it, it wasn't like, you know, like I remember when Francisco Liriano first came onto the baseball scene and he, you know, before he got Tommy John, and, uh, you know, he just threw crazy heat, but then he just had like this killer slider, right? The slider was just like epic. It just, it, it was like one of the best sliders I've ever seen. Fernandez, you know, didn't rely on, that wasn't his out pitch. I mean, all that guy did is he just, he just punched that strike zone. He didn't have like this, this great out pitch. It's just like he threw a, a ton of nasty stuff. It was always in the strike zone and nobody could catch up to it. And, uh, I, I've seen him pitch like one game. Um, I wish I could have seen, seen him pitch a lot more. But just watching this guy, you know, just that one time I was sold. Like I didn't have to see him pitch anymore, right? I was like, okay, you know, like I know, I know the way this guy pitches. He's a he's a awesome pitcher. He doesn't have any flaws, and I know where some somewhere down the line I'm, I'm going to see him in the postseason when he gets on regular TV. 
Yeah, man. I I uh, I agree with everything. I mean, we we've talked a lot about Jose, so I, I just want to kind of let you let you have have your space. I know you liked him. Uh, so let's let's go to let's go to strike two. Okay, strike two. Uh, one thing I do want to say though is uh, New York Mets. Uh, I thought handled themselves um, in in the classiest way possible uh, with the first game back from the Marlins, and you know I, I think a lot of uh, props need to get out to the New York Mets. So I want to get that out of the way. I want to get the, the class. Give them give them their class props. Class props, props to props, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm dropping Mets. science by giving them the class props. <laughs> there, there's there's too much too much references in there. Um, strike so strike two. Strike two. So. We were talking about strike two, but the Cubs already had like three strikes against them, right? You have the GOAT, you have Bartman, and then you had that dumb uh, rookie of the year kid uh, showing up uh, last last postseason and just pretty much killed him and jinxed him the whole time. Now, if you, if you can have a fourth called strike, which there has been a couple times in baseball history where there's someone had four strikes called against them, but now you have some, some, some overzealous uh, Cubs fan puts a, a Cubs World Series tattoo on themselves. On and, his uh, leg. On his on leg. His, well, here's here's the deal. It's like I, I was I was actually starting to come around, going like, you know, the Cubs could actually do it. Now they have newsflash. Now they have no chance. You you just don't you just don't tempt fate like that. You no. just you just don't. Now if you're if you're if you're the Cubs, you don't do it. You don't do you don't do anything that could possibly disrupt the universe at all. I mean, one time I one time I, I put a, a you know I will meet Derek Jeter tattoo on my chest and it's emblazoned across my chest. And guess what? I've never met Derek Jeter. I mean, I jinxed myself, right? <laughs> You See, I've, I've seen that tattoo many times. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you want you want to touch it?" And and the whole, <laughs> and the whole thing is like, it's, it's, it's a tattoo of Derek Jeter with his mouth open, and the mouth is around my nipple. I'm like, "Why don't you touch his mouth?" <laughs> that was that was horrible. Um, I, I'm 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 frightened that you actually thought of that. But well, I mean, I'm still I'm still waiting to meet Derek Jeter. You know, I will meet Derek Jeter one day. I, I want, I, you know, maybe he get, maybe I get a care package out of it. I don't know, dude. Memo, memo to Cubs fans though, like don't don't do anything, don't do anything to mess up the universe, to to change the hands of fate. Don't if you see the hands of fate, don't try to give them a dap or anything. Just let them walk by. Don't don't try to give them a high five. Like, yeah, and, do not and do don't anything even, to mess up what's going on. What's everything is going your way. Don't mess it up. Yeah, and don't even like send a tweet. Like don't don't say like you know Rizzo is my hizzo or Rizzo's in the hizzo. You know, like don't even <laughs> send that off. Right, just you know when, when you're watching the Cubs game in the postseason. Right. Don't tweet anything. Don't say anything. Just lock yourself in a room. Okay. Strap yourself down. Uh, get something to bite on because you're gonna you're gonna be clenching pretty hard. You know, with these post with this postseason. But don't say a word about the Cubs. This is the way you get it done. Take it from a Yankees fan that that has seen the Yankees win like five five world championships in my lifetime, or maybe even six. You don't say a word. And when pe- when people say like, "Oh, that's a really good team," you're like, "You you don't say anything at all." <laughs> they just won the NLCS. Oh, that's good. Very good. No, you don't, you don't even say that. Not you don't. That. You, yeah, oh, okay. You like, hey, right. you just go. You know, like, you know, like, how about them Cubs? And I, you just turn around and walk away. <laughs> What's strike three? So strike three. This is a. This is in your arena. I I got really upset. Um, you know, last week. Uh, you know, you gave like uh, Chris Swick all the props, going like, dude, and, like, you know, you're you're my you're my boy, dude. Like, you told me to watch Stranger Things, and man, you're the best ever. You're like, what a great friend you are. And then the whole thing is that I told you to watch Stranger Things a long time ago. You're like, oh, I don't got time, I don't got time. So the last podcast, you know, you're you're just, you know, you're you are playing a song for Chris and stuff, and you know, you say oh, you're, you're gonna, jealous. You know. <laughs> you're jealous. That's what's <laughs> going on here. Because I have a low self esteem, I'm very jealous. But here's the thing, like, so you watch the show, right? Yeah, and and what let, let, let's let's talk about it. this is like your forum, right? You still haven't watched the get down. So when when, the, when you watch the get down, um, 
I've watched both shows, and to tell you the truth, I, I always kind of come back to the get down. But Stranger Things was great. So tell me why you thought it was great. Uh, you know, I liked that it. I, I liked the adventure aspect of it. I liked sort of that you felt like, you know, you were you were like kind of cheering for these kids, and they were kind of doing like their their Goonies thing, you know, almost. And and it, so it definitely played to my '80s nostalgia in that sense. Um, you know, when I think about movies like The Goodies or, or Stand By Me or whatever, like when it's like a group of friends trying to do something. Um, and as I said in the podcast last week, I'm not a huge like sci-fi person. So if it had been super sci-fi in the beginning, I probably wouldn't have liked it. But it, it appealed more sort of than that, like, let's ride our bikes and talk on walkie-talkies and, and figure out this thing out. Like that appealed to me a lot more than um, so like, the, than, like an, than like a big monster does, you know? Yeah, so like in 83, like how old were you in 83? I was four. You were four, and I was like, I was eight. So I mean, yeah, I mean, watching watching that show, and and it wasn't just because of the whole nostalgia factor, but I think you're watching that first episode, and I think the thing that what really turned it around for me, and I, you know, if we have to say spoiler, I don't care, but I mean, it's, it's been like five six months, everybody's seen it, but it really Except hooked me recently. on that show when I realized like, hey, this this is no joke, was when um, you know the the girl goes to uh, the restaurant. And the, the owner of the restaurant, you know, is kind of like a character that you kind of pull for. Like, oh, this is a really interesting character. And then, like, within, like, two seconds, he gets shot in the head. And you're just like, geez, you know, like, <laughs> what the heck is that? And then you add, add also, you know, you add to the, the police officer, that you know, the, the sheriff guy. I thought he was great. And I thought he really kind of drove that whole show. And then, granted, like, you know, some of the clothes they were wearing, I was like, I was like, man, I'm like, I used to wear clothes like that. I don't know how, I don't know how that one kid with no, I don't know how that one kid with no teeth, how he got the, the Castroville shirt. I mean, because Castroville is, is over here in California, you know, California, and he has like a Castroville like artichoke festival shirt. And what's up with that, Dean? Th- those are those are some big questions for season two. Yeah, right? like, how, do, how do you get that shirt? What are you doing in Castroville, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just loved like I think they did a great job with you know casting the kids and and all that kind of stuff. I thought that um, you know just the like it really it really did kind of draw me in right away as opposed to. You know, like I didn't know, I didn't know much about it, so I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. You know, I kind of knew the general vibe of it, but like if you if you came to me and were like, "Yo, monsters, parallel universe, da da da," I probably wouldn't watch that. So I'm I'm glad I did because I think that you know it all it all kind of paid off in the end, and uh, it's obviously something people have to talk about. I mean, we ended up talking about it on the podcast two weeks from, two weeks in a row, um, and I'm I'm really excited. The the worst thing for me, and I really I. I I don't know. I feel like I don't do this too often, but like it ended and I'm like, dude, I want more right now. Like, give me more, give me more. Usually I can accept like, okay, that's the, that's the fine. That's the finale. That's how they want their, their, their story to end. I will wait until you're ready to tell me more. But in this one, I was like, all right, like, what's up? Tell me, tell me what's going on. Cause I, I really wanted to know and uh, I'll have to wait, I guess. Well, I think that's like the difference with like Netflix, right? Because the whole thing's like Netflix releases everything that day, so it's like you can you can bust through five six hours. It's not like it's going to be Game of Thrones where you know you wait every week and it's like an hour and a half, or it can be you know a little bit over an hour. Uh, it's not even like Daredevil, right? Because Daredevil the seasons are so long. It's like you can you can you can polish off Daredevil, you know, at like a regular person. It'll probably take you you know maybe a month, and you know if if you just kind of plan it out right. Um, but with this one, yeah, it's like I, I remember I was telling I told uh, my uh, my other podcast co-host um, better have my donuts. So cheating like, hey, on me, huh? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm cheating on both of you. I'm, I'm a double agent, you know, <laughs> and then I'm still waiting for Derek Jeter, um, touch the nipple. Okay, but the whole thing was I told him like, hey, like you know, Stranger Things, and then he's like, dude, the next day he's like, man, he's like, I watched it all in one night. So um, <laughs> it took me the, it took me three days. So, yeah, yeah. So so you're, you're like a regular person. 
the the thing is uh, what I kind of want to close off with is that um, this TV show was set, you know, even the way it's directed, even the way it, it's it's played out, it's it's a nineteen eighties uh, way of storytelling. Even like the graphics, I mean, everything about it is so so nineteen eighties, right? It's like you you can have a a nineteen eighties show, but have like you know great CGI to open it up or you know to open up the show, but everything is like it's like you're watching like an old Stephen King movie, and even like just the the camera angles. If you if you kind of go back and watch some old John Carpenter films or even you know some some old like even like Halloween, right? And and watch the way they shoot stuff. Uh, Stranger Things is kind of the same way. So I think it, it it works on a it works on a very um, aesthetic level where you're looking at the kids, they're dressing up, you know, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. They have all the 80s stuff there. But at the same time, it, it, it plays with you on a mental level as well, because when you're watching that show, you're you're being brought back to the 80s in terms of the way they tell the story, in terms of the way they, they, they play the camera. And it's just something totally different that you haven't seen in a long time. And I think that it's like a refresh course for you. And it does make you feel like you've like you're entering like a different dimension, not, not dimension, because that kind of goes to the to the, uh, you know, the show. But I mean, like you're just entering sort of this world, you know, like just because I think the way storytelling is it's so i think that's part of it too like you kind of feel like you're you're visiting something that you know you wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to so that, that, that's part of it too and, and you know every 80s kid has played has has been in an, an abandoned bus or like a, a a car that's like been abandoned on the side of the road and has been there for like you know it seems to us like five years it's probably been on the side of the road for like six six months and it's in a barren field and we've all we've all done that stuff so even just even like kind of with the way you know that the settings and stuff it's like stuff that we've all done i thought you were gonna say every 80s kid played dungeons and dragons i was gonna be like i never played no, no, dungeons no. And dragons. I, I actually i actually never played dungeons okay, and dragons okay. but uh, i'm sure chris know, i'm sure chris has chris has yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and and that's why yeah well i don't want to talk about chris but um you know like i, I have like you know when we've been uh there's been developments happening where in the houses that I, you know, the house that I lived and they'd build like new subdivisions and we, we've gone in and like, you know, broken, you know, got, got on the, got on like the cranes and stuff and like that and break all the, you know, we broke all the lights and stuff and everything. And we've, we've done all stuff like that. Yeah. Well, maybe you haven't, but I have, <laughs> but I, 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 I was, I was a participant, but I didn't participate. I just, I watched it. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. Talking some, uh, stranger things in addition to all the baseball talk. Look forward to it again next week. This is the Stew Pod. We'll be back in a minute. And I'll break your face. I'm pulling my way in. Go. We are back on the Stew Pod. Mike Oz, Chris Frick here with you. Chris, uh, we talked about a, l- a little bit about Jose Fernandez with, with Pedro Martinez, but I feel like we also probably, you know, should talk about it ourselves. Um, I I like the question I asked him about, you know, where were you when you heard the news? Because I feel like for, for baseball fans, for, for people like us, it's going to be one of those moments. Like, I think because it was so shocking, because it was such a, uh, you know, something that happened at, at, at an odd hour, I mean, I'm really interested in that on, on your end. Like, how did you how did you find out? Uh, so I woke up to the news Sunday morning. Um, I had texts. I think I don't know. I don't know if you sent me a text, but um, our our boss Kevin Kaduck sent me a text, and then my dad sent me a text, and I had a text from a couple buddies. So and you slept through all this, huh? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think the first text came at like six or six thirty, and I slept until nine. And, uh, that's a, it, it's, it's a sure sign that Chris does not have children right there. Or yeah, but it, 
I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing to wake up to because obviously your brain is not fully calibrated. And, um, you know, Fernandez, I've, I've loved him as a pitcher and watching him. Like, I, I feel like I've watched 80% of his starts the last couple of years. So it's, it's a weird thing to process, especially, you know, three seconds after you woke up. Yeah. Uh, what was your, what was your experience? It was similar. I woke up early because uh, I'm older than you and that's how it goes. Uh, I went up to, I woke up and like my kids run awake and I'm like, oh, all right. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to go lay down. And I, I glanced at my phone and I saw, um, you know, I always have alerts in the morning, but I saw like a, a Yahoo sports alert at the very top. And I, I looked at it and I was like, holy crap. And then I looked at my phone and I just had like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of other alerts from people. Kevin Kadek also, you know, hit, hit me up. So I just immediately sprung into action and started writing stuff. But uh, I, I don't know. I think I think that part of it, for people like us, I think on the West Coast, you know, maybe that, a lot of us probably had that experience. And I think that that aspect of it, to me, I'm always going to remember that. Um, and then just kind of seeing how everything unfolded, man. I mean, everything that happened, I thought, was... I mean, it, it's obviously a very sad situation, but there was some fantastic things that happened. I mean, that D. Gordon home run, was that was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of seeing the way the Marlins handled everything. I think, you know, they did some, some really nice tributes and handled things in a way that was, um, I don't know, just, just right on tone. And um, so, I mean, all that stuff, I think it's been, you know, very interesting to watch. So, uh, you know, horrible, sad, uh, crushing, but, um, you know, I think it's it's nice to have those moments like D. Gordon's that, that kind of just, you know, bring you something to smile at. I feel like people have, have maybe already talked about this, but we haven't. So gives me an opportunity to ask you what what will be your kind of enduring memory of, of, of Jose Fernandez? I think, so the big thing that I've, I've talked a lot about this week, and I, I just did a video about it, um, but I, I love that he, you know, like celebrated his accomplishments. And I love that, that you know, he also was the kind of guy who, you know, would give the opposing pitcher credit when he threw a pitch that he just appreciated. Um, so I, I, I think it's just kind of that, that passion for the game. So to me, the one moment I think that sums it up is, um, you know, it's when he hit that home run. And he like you could tell he was just as surprised as everybody else. He's like, oh, crap, I hit a home run. And just, you know, marveling at it. And, um, and, of course, that turned into a fight. And, you know, it's not the, you know, not your, not your most, not, not a Hall of Fame type moment or anything. But, I mean, that kind of sums it up, right? Like, he was just amazed that he hit a home run and, you know, loved it. And then somebody wanted to fight him. And I, I posted it. There's a picture of him, like, off to the side while this, these people were trying to fight. And he's just smiling. And, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah, I think any anywhere you, you start when you talk about Jose Fernandez from here on out, it, it has to be with his personality and his mound presence. Um I mean, I think the stats were tremendous, and he—I he, don't know—he, I mean, he could have been a Hall of Fame type pitcher. But what I'll remember most is how he handled himself on the mound, and how he just had so much fun and seemed to love the game, and uh, and encouraged others to do it. You know, it wasn't like this is just something that I can do or enjoy. You know, yeah. he was more than willing to to let a hitter stare at a home run if he hit it off him because. He just wanted people to appreciate the game of baseball. So 
Um, did you have yeah. a, Did you have a specific moment or no? Just all that? I, no, I think it's just the way he carries himself, just in general. And I mean, I, I could probably name you like forty different moments, but the, the whole thing. Just the, I, I, want, I want to hear all forty of them right now. Go. Okay, number <laughs> one. Uh, no, but but I mean, even like you said with uh, with the home run, there's the there was like that video of him swinging at the Kenta Maeda pitch. I don't know if you remember that. Where he like throws yeah, him this yeah. this weird slider, and Fernandez is just like he just he swings he misses and then he like laughs and he says what is that? Yeah. And it's just kind of like uh, you know he didn't he didn't care. I mean even if he looked like a fool, if you if you did something impressive, he wanted you to to have the the glory for that, and that was kind of awesome. No, I agree. I also love that moment. That was a really good one. I uh, I feel I feel like. One, I've, I've been pretty consumed with baseball this week, so I haven't, I haven't had much other stuff going on in life. So I don't have a ton of other things to talk about. So I feel like we can forego our usual uh, important question segment. Other than to say, I, I listened to probably about 20 different albums to some degree this week while I was driving back and forth to Giants game in the Bay Area and stuff. And uh, I, I listened to this album by a guy named Gallant. It's an R&B singer, and it's amazing. So I'm just going to plug that. Like, go check it out. That dude is if you like like Frank Ocean, like go check out this dude Gallant, man. It's really really good. So that that's my only plug. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have anything that you want to give a shout out to, but there's that. Uh, and we're just getting ready for the, the postseason, man. So if you're listening this far into the podcast, we appreciate you. Uh, we hope you you stick around big leagues too and watch our videos and read our posts and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thank you guys. We're looking forward to you know uh, what's going to be I think a, a crazy weekend and then uh, a great October. Yeah, let me let me give you my plug here. Okay. All right. My plug is the Stew Pod. You can rate and review us oh, in yes. iTunes if you if you love the podcast, you should open up your iTunes app, type in Stew Pod in the search bar, give us five stars, maybe leave us a review. It will help us uh I think in the iTunes rankings and uh that's that's good and important because it means you like us and we're doing a good job. So please well, do that. Well done, Chris. Well done. Take a couple take a couple seconds to do it. That's all I ask. Well done. I like how you worked that right into the show. I try. I think I think we're done here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Stew Pod. Bye everyone. <laughs>